Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Archie and his boys, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Warren and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Oh, Ward. What's up, dude? Uh, what? We've been working on this one for a while. It's like herding cats. It is, but unequivocally we are cats too i'm saying this is for we're cats we're hurting us yeah this is for cats we've had to hurt but unequivocally we would not be doing the podcast we're doing today unless unless we were powered by Beeks. longest one yet yeah i put some extra mustard on that yeah, one yeah yeah i saw you gearing up for it i i will tell you flat out jeff rabjohns is the reason we're talking to the people that we're talking to today. All hail Rabbi. I got to tell you, you and I have talked about this now. Recruiting was not something that you followed that closely up until a couple years ago. Right. No, I would get, oh, Cody Zeller. You know, I'd get the, the, the flashy headlines over the years, but no, I was not tapped in. And the truth is, with the team not having the level of success as we all wanted to for the last 25 years... The off season has become the time of hope. I mean, that is right. that is hope springs eternal. Yes, the season has become despair and depressing and angering and frustrating and stressful. And then it ends, and then we have this spring and summer to hear about who is next, who could help bring us back. Right. That's right. And there is just no resource that exists on the planet that is even close to what Mike, Jeff, Drew, Ken, uh, Brian Snow uh, through 24-7 Sports do on a daily basis. And it makes the offseason as, I will say, more enjoyable than the seasons have been. Sadly, yes. Hopefully hopefully it will break even at some point. Even when we're not getting the recruits, it's still like the great thing about recruiting is there is always someone else. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's... (sighs) As far we got, we got one of our guests today. Yes. That's kind of been the only good, real good, solid. No high school, huh? No high school recruits, right? In the spring, it's been miserable. And and look, it's so fascinating to see how all this works. And I'm learning about how 
our previous coach recruited, re- you know, in, in, in a retrospective. You get a scholarship offer. You get a scholarship <laughs> offer. You get a scholarship the offer. Oprah of Division One coaches. Uh, excuse me. How old are you? Okay. Uh, check. He's, he's 17 or 18. Check. Have you ever seen a basketball? Check. Have you ever made a basket? Check. Would you like a, Would you like to come play at Indiana University? <laughs> uh, okay, good. We may or may not be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, if you come after a year, we may get rid of you. What we like to call that around here, cream. <laughs> but anyway, it's a new era. What Pete and, and does, I'm in. Like I'm glad. I'm glad that you introduced me to the wonderful world of pigs a couple three years ago. And How often do you check in a day? Several times a day, like more it, than three. Yes, for sure. Yeah. How yeah. How about you? I, I don't want to talk. About I mean, it. I would say you like you're thirty. I don't, want, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's not close to thirty. Wow. It can't be. Yeah. It's, and, and by the way, I think you understand what I mean by not close to thirty. Yeah. Oh, of course. On the other side of it. On the other side, and that's why, unless you know, I get something in like a Google alert or I see it on Reddit. Uh, that like, I know I'm never going to like scoop you. Like there could be a comment on a pig's forum thread, you know, in the last 45 minutes that might have a little juice in it. And I'll like text you to get it to you. And you're like, yeah, I know. And then you'll no, tell but me. You some- have done that several times because it oh, is yeah? hard to read all the threads. Oh, and I- sometimes you see something in a thread that is really interesting. Oh, I go deep. Yeah, you like- go deep. I, I will. I mean, I will go into most threads, and I will go to the end of most threads. Most of the time, what I do when I because I because I go to the message board so often, I just look to see who the last post was. Right, and if it's Rab Johns, or if it's Mike, or if it's Brian, or if it's Ken, he doesn't do a lot of posting. But if it's somebody or Coach SS, yes, if it's somebody that I know has real info and going to have something insightful, then I go check. Or if it's about us, then I read every message <laughs> and respond. Yeah, which is great. But I will, I will go back into threads that I have exhausted if I see PBR. Sure. You know, Drew. Uh, somebody has uh, for sure brought in more info. Bottom line, it's it's just it makes Indiana University basketball better. It has certainly made our podcast better, and I can't believe we're talking to these two guys today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we don't have one special guest today. We have two very special guests. Eric, would you like to tell the people who we've got on the phone? Yeah, let's just get right into it. We have today the new 2019-2020 front court recruiting class. We have a runner-up for Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana in 2016, and we have the newly crowned Mr. Basketball from the state of Indiana 2019. Please, please welcome Joey Brunk and Trace Jackson Davis. All right. How are we doing? We're good. How you guys doing? Trace, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? We are good. We are excited to have you. Hoosier Nation is excited to have you both. So let's get into, first, where are both of you guys at right now? Joey, why don't you start? We'll, we'll do seniority first. Joey, you're the older one. So where are you at right now, Joey? I actually just got out of the car. I uh, back at my back at my house on the south side. Um, got done. Got done my workouts for the day. Very nice. And Trace, where are you at? Right now, I'm in the loft of my girlfriend's house. So 
Okay, very good. How how long of a girlfriend has it been? Uh, it's been a year and seven months, six Ooh, months. That's serious. Is she going to IU? She is not going to IU. Where is she going? She's going to the University of Vermont. Whoa. Oh, Zach McRoberts <laughs> old school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and have we discussed how the long-distance relationship is going to work? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. And we think we're, we, you think you're going to give it a shot? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right. I'm just telling you, man, it's going to be tough when you're at Indiana. I'm just saying. Speaking <laughs> of couples, you guys, you, we got all excited. We heard early on here that you guys uh been, been uh, working out together, practicing together up there in Indianapolis. Is that true? What are you guys, uh, what are you guys doing? So we've been in the gym together, um, getting reps against each other and working on, working on different things and it's so nice to be with you know to get to get to go live against somebody your size um you know, it doesn't always happen uh, so it makes you know it obviously adds to the as the importance of it and you're getting getting really quality reps with um uh, you know with, with great competition trace if you could walk us through uh what the workouts have been like for you and describe joey's game for us a little bit what have you seen in the workouts with him what i've seen in joey is he's really been expanding his game um, he's really working hard uh, on his perimeter skills um, because we know the big time is going to be we, we can be able to pull guys out and go around them. And Jason's really been helping us with that. And just going against someone, like when we first started playing and like going, working out with each other, like this was before he was even thinking about IU. Like he was still, he was still a butler. And then like, and then he decided to he leave and then we started talking a little bit. And then I think Jason talked to him a little bit, and then now we're teammates, and it makes it even better. So now I get to go against him, and already having that chemistry with him going into the summer, I think is going to be really good for us. Can you tell us who Jason is? Uh, Jason and Jason and Rob Blackwell, they, they they've been training together um, for a while, and they uh, train train a lot of a lot of people across across the city, and um, you know, kind of surrounding areas in Indy, and. Um, you know, they've been, they've been really great for, great for me. And, um, obviously, obviously very grateful for them and their, uh, their knowledge. So Joey, can you tell us a little bit about Trace's game? What do you, what have you seen from him? What's he expanding to get ready for Bloomington? Uh, I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been similar. Um, you know, Trace is, you know, he's, he's, he's smoothing out a shot and, you know, obviously gaining, gaining confidence with that being able to, to be consistent there, um, being able to handle the ball, get to the rim. Um, you know, continue to to add a add a right hand um, for him when he's in a low block, and you know Trace is a phenomenal phenomenal athlete. You know he does he does some stuff. You know every workout where you're just kind of sitting there thinking, wow, that's pretty that's pretty impressive um, that a kid, uh, you know that you know that's not even in college that's doing this stuff. And, um, you know I think he has a has a bright future ahead of the end, and you know, I'm happy to happy to call him a call him a teammate. So Trace. Uh... We've heard a lot, uh, I think we all know on this podcast, everybody listening knows the great Jeff Rabjohns from Pigs.com. And Jeff yes. has reported um, on your game where he has said, like in high school, you kind of had the attitude of, well, yeah, I can score from 15 feet away, but why should I try that when I can score from two feet away in high school? And so I think everybody that's yeah. a, a fan that hasn't been able to see you up close and personal is wondering – you know, is the mid-range jump shot part of your game, the face-up game? And do are you expanding all the way out to the three-point line? What what can Hoosier fans expect to see from your game that's different than what we know of from the high school clips we've all seen? 
Um, uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Mr. Rob Jones is right on that part. Um, in high school, when you go against dudes that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", and you're 6'9", like, you really don't have to use your whole bag of tricks. So I really just – my coach needed me. I had a bunch of guards on my team that could shoot the ball, so I decided just to take the heavy load down low, and it worked for us. But um, going into the Big Ten, you're going to play against 6'11", 7'2", 250, 260, and that 6'9 center is not going to work for you. So I've really been expanding my game out. Um, I can hit hit the mid-range jumper, but, yes, I am expanding all the way out to the three-point line. So do you guys, when you're working out against each other, that's one thing. Is there any work you can get in where Joey's the five, Trace is the four, something where you can kind of simulate what might be happening next year down in Bloomington? Um, a lot of our workouts have been have been primar- primarily one on one, so we haven't really had the opportunity to play like an open run type of setting, yeah. or play a pickup and get to be on the same team. Um, so that that part hasn't hasn't quite happened. So in the one on one matchups, how competitive does it get? Do you guys go after each other? I'd say it gets pretty competitive. Uh, neither one of us, you know, obviously wants to lose, and uh, you know, even though there's only three people in the gym. Um, it's still a big deal. You know, I think Trace can say, you know, we both get, we both get a little fired up and, you know, um, at the end of the day, there's no, there's no love lost between us at the end. Um, but you know, in those, those one-on-one matchups, you know, we both want to win and then, you know, after we're, we're boys and, you know, we shake up and, and, and then that's it. Is there some trash talking going on on the court? Not uh, usually. No, no, there's not a whole lot of. There's not a whole lot of a whole lot of trash talk going on. Trace, you Sorry, never come in. You, you never come in, Trace, to the workouts wearing a "I'm Mr. Basketball" shirt. No, never. <laughs> well, nah. He might hold that over my head now. Though, now that he knows I came in <laughs> second, then win it. Yeah, you did come in second though to uh, a certain guy, a Kyle guy that uh, has gone on to do some big things. So I don't think there's any shame in finishing second in Mr. Basketball no, in the state no. of Indiana. What What do you guys want to bring? attitude wise to the team this year because I think even though there's going to be a lot of players returning by by most measurements the two most important players are leaving Bloomington and Juwan Morgan and Romeo Langford so now you guys arrive along with Armand Franklin what what do you think along with what you can do on the court attitude wise mentality wise what do you guys want to bring bring to the the Bloomington scene um on my on my end I play with a lot of passion. I play with a lot of fire. Um, and that's something that, as you know, it's, it, whether it's just me and Trace playing one-on-one or whether, you know, we're, we're playing in Assembly Hall, you know, on a, on a Sunday afternoon, the passion and fire is still going to be there. Uh, that's why I love to play basketball. And um, it's just natural for me to play with that emotion. So that's definitely something that I want to bring. And, um, you know, I've been, been through, been through, you know, a little bit with playing in three years and have, have a unique perspective um, coming in. So I think just to be able to offer, you know, a passion and a, an excitement, and, you know, to hopefully, hopefully guide, you know, some people, especially like Trace, that, you know, hey, I've been through some of this stuff, and I can kind of um, give you a little bit of insight, insider knowledge that, that you might not have known. And Trace, same question. Yeah, I, I agree with Joey. With I'm going to try to bring some fire and some passion down there. Um, with really, um, just trying to try to bring some energy on the floor sometimes they, they lacked a little bit of that last year um dudes will get a little fired up but i never saw anyone like really be their energy guy every game so 
Um, I think I want to bring that. Um, I think team chemistry with this team is going to be huge. Um, and just giving each other confidence is another big thing. Totally. Now, are some of these guys uh, you played with in your high school days, AAU days, w- what familiarity do you have with the guys on the team already? Especially guys like Rob Finnessy and, you know, the Indian Demisey, the guys from Indiana. Um, with Demisey, a big thing with him, um, he just, I think he lacked a lot of confidence this year because watching him in high school and just shooting how he shoots, I just feel like he never got in that rhythm, never had that confidence. But I think next year or this year, he's going to prove some people wrong and saying that we don't have shooters when he's going to step up and knock some big shots down. And I think Rob, Rob was playing really good basketball. He was playing like a veteran freshman year before his injury. And I think that injury shook him up a little bit. But I think coming back, he's going to do really well. And then playing with Armand, Armand's a really, really, really good guard who's really versatile. He's around 6'4", and he's just – he's really, like, smart. He's he's really high, high, high IQ basketball player. So he's going to bring a lot of good stuff down there as well. When are you guys officially moving to campus? I believe I moved down on June 2nd. Nice. And I moved, I moved down June 12th. That's great. And then right into workouts with Cliff Marshall and, and some one-on-one workouts and smaller group stuff with the staff? Yes, sir. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's great. All right, so we want to get into a little bit more about Bloomington, but before we do, we like to go back to the beginning for both of you. Trace, I want to ask mm-hmm. you, when did you fall in love with the game of basketball? What's your earliest memories with the game of basketball and when you started playing? Um, my earliest memories would probably be um third grade third or second grade um i had a buzzer beater and um which still i wasn't like in love with it at the time but it was just such an awesome feeling and hitting my first buzzer beater so i thought that was really cool and that's probably my favorite moment from when i was a kid and on that team were you the best player on the team were you already tall and and more no no not even close really no (laughs) That's funny. And uh, and Joey, what about you? I love sports growing up um, as a little kid. But, you know, one of my first memories is I remember getting my first basketball goal in the backyard and uh, staying out late and having to run back and forth to make sure the floodlights would stay on because uh, it would be, it'd be too dark if you didn't have the floodlights on. So you have to have to make sure they, they stayed on. Um, oh, it was a motion so sensor? So you, you, you had to move up and oh, down yeah. to keep them on? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're the motion ones. So you, had to, you had to make sure you were running. You're getting all over the driveway to keep them on. Did Did you ever do the trick where you like convinced your parents to uh, turn the car lights on and park it at the end of the driveway so you had some lights? We I, used to do that. I I asked them. I asked them to do it, but they never really uh, bought it. And they said the floodlights should the floodlights can get the job done. You don't need us out there with the car running. Um, <laughs> so so we just we just we just use my brother and I just use the floodlights. So, so we know growing up in Indiana, that's you know the classic story, being in the driveway late into the evening, shooting hoops. But for both of you, if you could talk to us about what your impression was of Indiana University basketball growing up past the golden era. Eric and I are old enough to at least remember the last national championship. So what does the aura of the the past, the history of Indiana University, how much was that a part of your childhood, and how much was it a part of your decision to go down to Bloomington? If at all. If at all. Yeah. Um, honestly, before my before Coach Miller came, I honestly 
was not huge on Indiana basketball. Not going to lie to you. Um, I think just... Can you tell us why, Trace? Because we've heard that a lot from a lot of people over the last players that have played the last 10 years or so. Um, I just think that... Oh, yeah. No, 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 please. Go ahead. I'm just curious as to why why that was. Um, I just really didn't know. Like, I knew Indiana... I knew five national championships, but there was just nothing that really just stood out to me. Like when I was little, the only thing I remember from all of the years that I've watched college basketball is the watch shot. That's the only shot I remember watching Indiana play. But other than that, until Coach Miller came, they were just under the radar for me. Um, well, who was your team? Co- Did you have a team when you were growing up? Was there, was there- um, My team growing up, what I liked watching Duke, um, Kentucky. I like watching all of them just because they're always in it and they're always good. But it's not like I hated Indiana. It was just like they weren't there. So whenever they make it into the tournament, I cheer for them. But well, now, it wasn't anything like too serious. I do have to ask this question. It's a very important one. Now that you are committed to play at Indiana University, you do know you have to hate Kentucky and Duke, right? Like you do hate oh, them. Most- yeah, most definitely. I don't. I don't like Dukey or yes, UK. Good. Yeah. And Joey, do you share that hatred? Uh yeah. I think it has to be. I'm sure. I'm sure it's equal on equal on all sides. Yes. Oh yeah. They hate right. us for sure. For it's sure. Uh, so Joey, turning it to you, what what was the presence of Indiana University basketball in your childhood and as you grew up playing the game? Um, you know, I had a, I had a really unique opportunity growing up. Um, I played on a played on an AAU travel travel team coached by Jordy Holz's dad, JC. Um, so I kind of had this, had a different perspective and, you know, having, you know, having him raise Jordy, you know, him going there, you know, he's like, hey, this is what you got to do to make it to this level. And, um, you know, I kind of had, had a cool perspective and um, I was at the, I was at the game when, you know, Christian Lover hit the shot to beat Kentucky. And, you know, I remember sitting, you know, hanging around with my family and watching, you know, guys like Victor and Cody and, and all those guys play. So, you know, growing up, we didn't really have a have, have really have a team. We just were a, a fan of, of good basketball. Um, and obviously, you know, whenever a in-state team is is playing, you know, we we always we always tuned in. So, I I we, I love asking this question for both of you. Do you have the memory of the first time you dunked the basketball? Are we talking an in-game dunk or no? Any a practice, anything on, on your own basket in the backyard, public, you know, gym, anything. The first time you rose up and threw the ball down, because you have to understand, for two unathletic white 40-year-old men like Ward and I, this is a dream of ours. That so will we, never be realized. We will never realize it. So we like to live vicariously through young guys who have done it. The first time that I dunked, um, I had a few rim grazes my eighth grade year and then going into my eighth grade summer uh, we were playing at this we were playing in columbus ohio and i remember i got it on a break and i just threw it down and i was like whoa because <laughs> i've never done it before and it was just out of nowhere when i got on the break i think the adrenaline got to me and i threw it down and i was like wow first dunk so how good that was the first time that I, how good did that I feel how good did that feel it felt great honestly so good. So then you get to go brag, brag to your friends back home. You yeah, know, dunked it in the game. And then once you did that, was it like 
crossing a threshold where it became easy to dunk after that? Like, did you like break through some psychological barrier that once you were able to do it, it became something you did all the time? Yeah, I think after I did it the first time, um, I still couldn't do it. I, it would have to be on a break, but every time I got a break, I tried to dunk it. Did you miss a lot of dunks? Uh, yeah, I missed quite a few. Yeah, but. of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were at, Joey, we were at your old high school at Southport for Brian Snow's uh, incredible event in December where Trace, we got down at the, the baseline for the second half and against La Lumiere, Trace, you threw down a couple that honestly it, it, it was scary. I, yeah. I thought we were a little too close. Thunderous. <laughs> um, there was no dunks missed during that game. Joey, what about your first dunk? I remember being at a, a freshman year. I was a park tutor, and I remember being in the gym by myself after school. And for whatever reason, I went up off two feet, and I uh, I got it. And um, I was I think I, I think I probably celebrated a little bit because um, I hadn't really ever hadn't really ever done it before. So that was a that was kind of a neat moment for me. Um, I'm also curious for both of you. Was there a moment or a time period where you realized I've got a real chance? to play this game at the highest of levels. I mean, division one college basketball that it went from just being something you did with a bunch of friends, you know, like a lot of us did to, Oh, wow, this is now a very serious thing for me. I've got the ability and the, and the God given talent that if I work at it, I can go play high end division one college basketball. When was that for each of you, Joey, you want to start with that? Um, growing up, I, uh, I wasn't the most agile and, I, I just had a hard time, had a hard time moving, getting up and down the court, being such a, a big kid early on. Um, so I always loved it, and I knew that I was going to have to work at it. Um, my dad would pick me up every day after school, and we'd go work out, do our basketball. And do, I'd worked with a strength trainer and did all this stuff. And, you know, really, it probably took me two or three years of that, um, you know, kind of probably late, you know, early on in my, my junior year where it kind of kind of set in that, um, you know, I had a chance to, you know, really play it, you know, fulfill, fulfill some childhood dreams. And um, that's probably about the time that it kind of, you know, really, really kind of sat in and it became, became official for me. And Trace? Um, I think after, well, my coach my freshman year was like, Trace, if you really work hard, you can you can be Mr. Basketball. You can play Division One college basketball. But at that time, it was just a thought. And then I think my junior year is really when I started to like be like, wow, I could I could be really good. And then I think after we played in that form tip off classic, my junior year is when I was like, I think that's when like I started to get ranked and stuff like that. And I was like, OK, I can I can go pretty far with this thing. Now, it, Joey, I, I, how long were you at Park Tudor for? My freshman year, when okay. I was at Southport my last three years. Okay, so you both ended up staying at your, your hometown high schools. Uh, Trace, I'm sure you could have gone to La Lumiere. Uh, prep schools, I'm sure, would have loved to have you guys. What made you decide to play for your, your high school team instead of going off in another direction like that? For me, um, I grew up going to watch high school basketball games with my pops, and um, I remember the seats we used to sit in, and... Um, you know, playing in Southport Fieldhouse is a pretty, pretty incredible deal, and uh, I think it's, I think it's one of the best gyms in the state. Um, so for me, it just made sense, and um, you know, I've, obviously, I'm very, I'm very proud of where I come from, and 
Um, you know, I love I love saying I'm from the south side of Indianapolis and I went to Southport. So for me, it just was, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of memories and a lot of good people that I was surrounded with. Um, so I really I really didn't feel the need to to want to leave. And Trace? Um, I have two two parts to this answer. The first part is um, well, my freshman year with my high school coach, um, he was really the one that worked with me and really got me to the level where I can be. And so, just they didn't want me my freshman year, then why go my senior year? And then the second part is after my junior year playing down at Seymour in front of like 8,000 people, you're like, wow, this is Indiana high school basketball at its finest. And then I knew that next year was going to be a show, so why why not stay? So I want to get into um, both of you had uh, were in the thick of a recruiting battle with several schools coming after you, and I'm going to go in chronological order here. I'm going to start with Joey. Joey, to just kind of cut through all of it, I remember reading about you. I live in Los Angeles. Ward lives in Los Angeles. I remember reading about you, skilled big man, south side of Indianapolis. Indiana needed size. I was excited when I would watch clips. I'm just going to come out and ask you, why didn't you go to Indiana University when you were a senior in high school? You know, timing timing is everything, um, as cliche as that sounds. And um, I, uh, you know, I had a lot of lot of great people recruiting me. And, um, you know, Butler, Butler made a lot of sense to me and made a lot of sense to my family. Um, and... You know, with everything that happened in my life, if I wouldn't have been a butler, uh, to be there for my for my family, my dad, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't really know how it all shakes out. So, for, you know, for me, that you know, kind of have a have a peace of mind, knowing that you know, timing is is so so important in in, in all of our lives, and um, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to be a Hoosier for my last two years, and uh, you know, get to represent represent the university. I am curious, Joey, um, to to talk a little bit. Obviously, you go to Butler. You committed to Chris Holtman was the head coach at the time, who is obviously now right. uh, one of your competitors, a rival at uh, Ohio State. How hard was it for you? I mean, you, you went through a tremendous amount in your time at Butler, uh, obviously on the personal side, to just, if you could, if you want to, to just talk a little bit about you committed to go play for Chris Holtman. You go to Butler. You're playing Division mm-hmm. One college basketball, and then life throws you the most unimaginable curveball that you could be expecting at that time, and you're dealing with something that is just rocking you at your core with your your father and his health. What right? What, I mean, what was that like for you? You, uh, I realized um, it kind of refocuses. Uh, what's what's important to you? What matters to you? Um, you know, you realize a lot of the things that you stress about, that you worry about on a daily basis, aren't um, aren't that important. You know, whatever whatever that may be. There's only there's a couple of things that really that really are worthy of demanding demanding all your time, and um, it kind of made me re- reprioritize everything. And um, the family is always important to me, but you know, when when that happens, um, you know, it's easy to say. Hey, you know, I can't make this tonight, or, or or do whatever. I can't, I can't go to the movies tonight, fellas. I'm, I'm hanging out with my pops, and we're doing this. Um, so that just kind of, kind of, you know, changed everything. And, um, you know, college basketball is college basketball, and I, uh, you know, I'm ha- I was obviously happy for Coach Holman to to go to Ohio State. 
Um, you know, we still talk um, just as a as a friend, as a mentor, as someone that, you know, I admire and look up to. Um, so, you know, it's it's a it's been a it's been a very interesting three years. I wouldn't have predicted it was going to play out the way it did, but, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I've met a lot of tremendous people, had a lot of great relationships. Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm thankful for that. And it's a lot it's a lot easier to, to acknowledge the positive and all the good that happened instead of blowing on, you know, on, on what didn't. Sure. And I'm curious when, after your freshman year where you had to deal with everything that was happening on the personal side and then your college coach then leaves and now you're in this new situation at Butler with a new coach and really a whole new life paradigm because of everything that's happened to you. Right. When did you start thinking about, um, well, I guess let me back up. How did your now kind of new perspective on life priorities, where did basketball fit in when you were ready to come back to school and focus on it? How were you able to prioritize basketball? Because obviously being a Division One athlete in any sport requires a tremendous amount of focus and work. How did that fit into your life at that point? Um, you know, there was, I mean, it's a, it's a long, it's a long grieving process and, um, you know, to kind of figure out uh, what, you know, what, what made sense for me, what was best for me. And, um, you know, at the end of would have been going into my, you know, redshirt sophomore year, I, I just said, Hey, you know, I gotta, I'm doing this for me. I only get three more years to do this. And I'm going to make, I'm going to squeeze the squeeze every last drop out of this. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work out three or four times a day and I'm going to, I'm going to pour myself into this thing. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'm not going to look back and say, I could have done more. I could have worked harder. Uh, I'm not going to live with that regret because, you know, it's something that's always been important to, to my family and, you know, everything with my dad is, you know, you don't want to live your life with regret. So uh, it's kind of, I kind of, kind of re revamped, re-energized and, um, you know, it's easy to want to, to want to get up and work out when you realize how, how differently things could be. You know, my dad would have, would have loved to get up and go work out, but he, he couldn't, um, couldn't get out of bed. So, you know, you kind of look at things differently and say, I'm really, I'm really blessed. And I'm really um, just lucky to be in this position. There's a lot of people that would, that would love to be in Trace and I shoes, getting, getting, getting ready to go down to Bloomington and in a couple of weeks. Now, so that's kind of how I look at it. That's great. Uh, now trace on your end. And again, you don't need to touch this if you don't want to, but I think it's something, there's a lot of curiosity. We know your, your mom and your stepfather, Ray, uh, raised you and and you consider Ray your father, but your biological dad, Dale Davis, was somebody um, who's a very big presence in basketball in the state of Indiana. Certainly, as I was growing up, uh, what if any connection do you have with him with the game of basketball? Are you now that he has come into your life, are you able to share the game of basketball with him? Can you can you talk to him? Can you learn from him? Is that is that something you have in your life? Almost definitely. Um, it's not really that he like came back into my life. He's always been there, but he's just been really. He was really busy. Like he's still visiting me probably. He probably every three or four months, but it's just really hard because he lives in Atlanta. But um, he's really he's really been a big mentor for me, especially just on the basketball side. He's really taught me a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I live here with my mom and my dad and then he's also my dad he lives down there in georgia but he tries to make it up as frequently as possible but the thing is he also has a daughter 
who lives in California, so he has to go see her as well. So, Understood. so if he's not seeing me, he's probably seeing her. Have Have you got a chance to watch some of his old old Pacer footage? You ever go through that stuff? Oh, most definitely. I've seen him. I've seen a little bit of his highlights and stuff. So, Trace, I'm curious now on, uh, and then we're going to go back to Joey on how Indiana University then came uh, to be a destination for for him. But you talked about blowing up kind of your junior year. It coincided with Archie coming in and replacing Coach Tom Crean. Had I'm curious, had Tom Crean reached out to you at all your freshman or sophomore year? My sophomore year, Coach Crean sent an assistant to come watch me in a morning practice, but that was the only thing that's ever Okay, happened. so uh, enough said. <laughs> so Archie gets the job and basically announces to the world Here's what we're going to do at IU now. We're going to build from the inside out. We're going to focus on the state of Indiana. We'll build out from there, but there's plenty of talent right here. And he makes a commitment and really a point to reach out to three people at that moment, three high school players that he wanted to come to Indiana. And those three were Romeo Langford, Trace Jackson Davis, and Keon Brooks. How quickly did Archie or his staff reach out to you once he got the job? Um, right when I, right when he got the job, I'm pretty sure the first day he came to see me, well, well, he couldn't see me, but like, he just came to my high school to talk to my coach. That was the first day. Um, then they went to my first AU tournament. They're at my first game. They're at every single game for, they're at every single AU game in the summer. Coach Ostrom called me every single week, multiple times a week. Um, and what was just, your, they were the first for everything. What was your impression of Archie? The, did you know of him at all when he was the coach of Dayton? Was he even on your radar? And if not, when, um, you, when you did get to meet him, what was your first impression of him? Which is really weird because at Dayton, they had me on their radar. Cause I remember one of my old, one of my friends, his dad was like, yeah, Coach Miller at Dayton's looking at you. And I was like, who's that? And then <laughs> he gets a job at Indiana, and all of a sudden he's your new coach. But, yeah, so it's just funny how things work. But he, they weren't really on my radar. Dayton definitely wasn't. But it's just things happen for a reason. So. And then when you met him, what was your impression of him? Um, I like Coach Miller. He's a pretty stand-up guy. Um, he's really funny. Whoa, but, wait a minute. Uh, he's, he's funny? I'm so glad you said that. He's funny? Yeah. We don't get to see any of that. He's never funny in a press conference. He looks totally serious all the time. <laughs> he's actually really relaxed when you get to talk to him. Wow, Joey, is that your impression of Archie also? Yeah, he uh he, he he's pretty funny. We we've, we've had a lot of a lot of good laughs on the phone. Um so yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan, big fan of Coach Miller. That well, we're big fans too. We just don't. We the only time we've ever seen him laugh is when we went to go see Trace play at Southport Gym, and John Calipari walked into the gym, sat next to Archie, and for the better part of a half an hour, 
John Calipari made Archie Miller laugh like I've never seen a human man laugh ever. <laughs> it was like a stand-up routine going yes. on over there. And we we're like, okay, well, that's a good sign. He's capable of, of smiles and laughter. Yeah, but we just get to see press conferences where he is ultra serious and games where he looks like he's going to rip someone's head off. That's what we get to see. To go into that more for, and you know, maybe Joey, you can, you can take uh, this question at least first. When you're being recruited by Archie, now excited to know that uh, sense of humor and being relaxed is is that that impression and persona he has. How much of the recruitment process is that just just talking, uh, shooting the breeze? And how much is he really talking to you exactly how you're going to be implemented in his style of play? It's a good mix because you have to build that relationship. You know, you're not just going to you know come right in and just start just start talking shop. Um, so. We, uh, you know, we talked, talked and, you know, just kind of talked about lighter, you know, lighter, lighter subjects and, you know, just different things with the family. And he called me when I was, I was set out to the golf course to go hit a bucket of balls. You know, we talked about that and, you know, just, just little things, um, you know, kind of once you start to build that relationship, then it makes it easier and easier to talk, to talk basketball and, um, you know, have those conversations. So there's a, there's a, there's a good mix of, of both things. So Trace, your recruitment, which we all followed, with bated breath. Oh, let me just say, I was picking up my daughter from school, and instead of texting me, Eric calls, and 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 I think there's like a 12 year old girl squealing on the other end of the line, and I can't quite understand what he's saying, but I finally decipher that you had committed to Indiana University. Yeah, I was real excited <laughs> about that one. So here's my question: I followed your recruitment like like hundreds of thousands of other Indiana fans. And for a long time, there was the prevailing wisdom was that you were coming to Indiana, but you kept tweeting things like, I'm not committed, I, I haven't made my decision, and you really kept us guessing for a while. I want to know, how early did you know you were going to come to Indiana, and did you just like the drama of making people guess for a while? Be honest with me. Um, after my official visit to Indiana, it was really when I was ready to commit. And but then I, why not commit? I'm just curious because I'll never be in this situation. Why not just why not just walk onto the court at the end of that game and say, I'm coming to grab a microphone and say, I'm coming to Indiana. Like, why not do that? Um, because my dad really, really wanted me to take my Michigan State visit. Um, he it. was really big So I just, I decided to do that. And I liked the visit, but it was just there's no place like home like Indiana. So and then I decided what better way to do it than wait until I play my teammate Armand. Yes. So. By the way, we were browbeating Armand when we talked to him. I was like, Armand, you knew he was coming to Indiana. Don't tell me you didn't know he was coming. And he yeah, who he, he, he knew kept... about a week before. So Trace, I want to ask you about the game that I think you were at at Indiana during your official visit. I believe. Is it true that? Something happened in the game where Jawan Morgan did something really good, and one of the coaches, Ostrom or Schilling, looked back at you and pointed at you and said, "This is you next year." Um, what's really funny is that that's happened on a few occasions, yes. but he did say that, and I remember um, I was getting mad at them because Duran last year was killing Duke. Remember yes. when he was playing really well against Duke? Yes. And they had him out, and I said, put Duran back in the game, and they subbed him in like 30 seconds later. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> that is great. Um, so, Joey, in your recruitment, which was uh, 
very accelerated as you were compared to say a couple of years of uh, of high school to you enter the transfer portal and you're looking at Ole Miss and I believe Ohio State was in the mix was was there was there any close second or did you really think from the time you you declared you were going to go elsewhere that Bloomington was going to be your home um you know I wanted to go in with an open mind of the process um you know I don't want to you know, I only get one more, only got one more chance to, to make this decision. So I wanted to, you know, be as, be as level-headed and even keel as I could be about the whole deal. Um, and not get, you know, kind of swayed by different emotions. You know, and I, coach Holman was great. You know, he talked to a lot of great people, but it just made sense. Uh, I'm curious, Joey, Trace got to build a relationship with Archie Miller and the staff for two years, basically. Right. Did right. you, did you have any relationship with Archie at all before you entered the transfer portal? Uh, I did not have any have any relationship with him. I had talked to Coach Ostrom once or twice when he was at Dayton, um, and that was kind of it. But you know, it kind of you know when you when you know you know, and you know they Coach Ostrom called and you know showed a lot of made me feel like a priority, and um, it just it just made a lot of sense. Well, and. And so when you're also probably basing some of this off of reputation around the state, and I know Trace, Archie, and his staff got in there with you right away and hit the ground running uh, when they went to, to Bloomington and began, but for, for both of you, what's the general word uh, on the streets of, of high school basketball and AAU basketball about Archie as a coach, as a human being, and his staff, and what they're building down in Bloomington. Because obviously we are so excited about the two of you and Armand coming down, and and we're still wildly curious as to where he's taking this program. But what's what's the word on the street? I mean, really, you just think about how many players, like some not even having any relationship or being close to IU, and you see them in their top five, top threes, top twos. So we're right there. And I just honestly think that when we start winning games and we start we start getting that respect back, I honestly think that a lot of players are going to start turning heads and starting to come. We're looking at it from the outside. And already I think I'm going to feel so much better after this conversation knowing how funny Archie is yeah. because we're like, well, okay, he's he's got to start showing it on the court soon too and how much of it is his personality, how much does just you know Bloomington as a place come into it. But it sounds like for you guys, you were both sold on him as a human being, as a personality that you could mesh with, and also the vision he has for at least this next season. And if we're lucky, we'll get you both for at least a couple seasons. So what are your expectations on the court next year? How many wins do you guys want to come away with after your your first year in Bloomington? Personally, I'm not real big on on, on giving on giving any number, any specific. Um, but I know we're all planning on on competing and, and, and winning a lot of games. Um, so I just know that as I know we're we're gonna we're gonna bust it this summer, this fall, and uh, we're gonna we'll be able to go out there and let the chips fall where they may. And I think we're gonna be really happy with the result um, when it's all said and done. I want to ask a really important question that we have not uh, touched on yet, and that's around the subject of hair. So listen, Joey, you got yourself yes. a nice mane of hair, but Trace, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ignore Trace. Trace, 
You both have, have undergone some changes on the hair. Joey, I looked at headshots of you coming out of high school. You were clean cut, short hair. And now, and I think you will appreciate this reference, you look like Jackson Maine slash Bradley Cooper from A Star is Born. Yeah. Okay, so you're rocking that. I know you like that. But Trace, you were rocking the old school in my day, kid and play kid and high play. top. You've gone away from that. Yeah. It's pretty tight now. But I want to talk about the hair transformations for both of you. Let's start with Joey. Joey, First off, when did you decide to go with the Jackson Maine hairdo, and what can we expect to see on the court in Bloomington? I uh, I so I started. I've been growing it out uh, for a little bit, um, and then after I saw a star was born the first time, it was just like it just it just it just had to be that way. There was no other there was no other option on growing my hair out. It had to it had to grow out a little bit, and I actually just got it got it cut yesterday. Um, it's a little more, it's a little more styled now, oh. uh, without, without a little bit of the mole in the back. Mm. Um, are you going headband? A, are you going headband when you play? Uh, no, no, I probably won't wear a headband when I play. Okay. Uh, I might, I might wear one this summer. Um, you putting product oh, in oh, that oh, thing? You putting product up in there? Oh yeah. There's, there's, there were a couple, there were a couple of different products floating around. Um, cause there was actually another, there was someone that had said, you know, I, there was on a, interview and touch said something about my hair and the guy said i think it just happens naturally and then uh someone else interjects and said no there's probably two or three different things going on in there and <laughs> i had a couple i did especially before we played i had a i had a gel and a, and a little bit of hairspray um holding it back all right good and uh trace talk to us what happened with the high top how long were you rocking that and why did you decide to get rid of it um i think my high top I was growing it out since January of last year, and then I cut it right around November of this year, or like like eight months. So, and I just decided it was just getting too long, so I decided to cut it. But I'm probably going to grow it back out. Is there a competitive advantage with getting that hair up a couple extra inches? Does that help you down low in the in the on the defense? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just more style. Like I might do the blonde tips this year again. Depends on how I'm feeling might get some of those but my mom's a hair stylist so she does all that stuff for me and always looks good i love it i'm a bald guy so having these conversations about hair makes me jealous and uh and and exciting (laughs) to me to have these conversations all right so one thing we love to do with new hoosiers is we love to get to know you guys a little bit so we're going to ask you some questions both of you answer them first first i want to know joey you're 21 right you're of age Mm -hmm. are you gonna are you gonna ditch trace and some of the other youngsters go out to the bars on the weekends like i mean that's just that goes with the territory right you know I, we'll we'll be hanging out we'll be hanging out as a team uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know I don't, I don't quite quite know what uh the, the spots down in bloomington yet so i gotta we, oh, we, we oh well you got the bluebird you got kilroy's you got nicks if you do those three well nicks i think is more kind of for older guys not that i didn't go there as an undergrad but it's definitely you know maybe not as wild how about this for both of you? Favorite food? What's your favorite food, Trace? Steak. Are we a St. Elmo's fan in uh, in Indianapolis? Um, well, last week uh, for my Mr. Basketball dinner, I got to go to Capitol Grill and I had their Wagyu. Mm. Was it a New York Strip? Yes. And it was. Might have been my favorite. Wait a minute, though, Trace. I, have you been to Little Zagreb's in Bloomington yet? I have. And what? Come on, Little Zagreb's is pretty special. Oh, it was it was good. I'm not gonna lie. I got a fillet there. Yes. Um, and it was it was nice. Me and Romeo had a little treat there. Nice. And their cheesesteaks really good too. Yes, it is. All right, Joey, favorite food? 
Uh, I'm a big I'm a big salmon fan. Nice. I had some locks this morning. Very nice. Wow, very salmon, nice. very healthy. Okay, Joey, I noticed on your Twitter feed uh, some Parks and Recs. Is that your favorite show? Do you have a particular love for Parks and Rec? Um, I have a I have a couple different shows I love. I love like The Office and Parks and Rec. Um, I'm I'm a pretty lighthearted guy, so uh, that's you know that's definitely definitely probably two of my two of my favorite shows. I feel I feel like Parks and Rec should be the official all time sitcom of Indiana. And now we've got Stranger Things. If you're looking at the like the genre side of things, do you guys watch Stranger oh, Things? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trace, what about you? Favorite TV show? Season three will be out soon. Yes, it will. Trace, favorite TV show? As of right now, Stranger Things. Nice. Now wait, are you guys Game of Thrones fans? I want to. I want to get into it. I haven't seen it, but I, I, I do too. You you haven't gotten into it yet, Trace? Oh, I, I'm jealous. Nope. Wow. I haven't even started. I haven't watched one episode. Well, look, the most frustrating thing about Game of Thrones is like only getting one episode at a time. You, it would be over and you were like, it's over already and I have to wait another week or I have to wait another year yes. for another season. So you guys are going to be real happy once you get that going. Oh, yeah. At the, that, that, might, that might be our play for this for this summer. We might be. I'll be watching watching all Game of Thrones after we get done working out. All right, nice. favorite music, Trace. Favorite music. Favorite music. So just favorite type or like favorite. What's what's in heavy rotation right now? What are you listening to a lot of? Um, I think I listen to hip hop the most. Who's your favorite artist? Probably Drake. What about Travis Scott? You a Travis Scott guy? Yes, I like Travis Scott. That's my guy. What yeah. about what about Kendrick? Kendrick's cool. Now, he hasn't you, dropped anything recently. Do you get into any of the old school stuff, like the stuff that Ward and I grew up on, like Run DMC? Wu-Tang? Oh, most definitely. Wu-Tang J5? Um, big fan of um, Easy, Sharon nice. Compton. Yep. Um, Eminem, he hasn't dropped anything recently, but big fan of him too. His stuff that he dropped last year was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the, the second album was better than the first, but we, we we're not going to turn it into a music podcast. Joey, what are we uh, listening to? Uh, I'm a little bit of a I'm a little bit of an old soul. Uh, I like a lot of <laughs> I like a lot of like '70s '80s music. I listen to like a lot of Eagles, James Taylor, Jimmy Buffett. Um, I listen to a lot of country music. Um, so I have a I have a but I, but I'll, I'll listen I'll listen to everything. Um, that's that's kind of my my go to when I get in the car. Did you see a Star Is Born? I did. And I did. did. It, was, it was phenomenal. I've seen it a couple times. Now, be honest with me. Have you, in the shower or in your car, played that song Shallow and just belted it out? Oh, you already know. I think we all have. If yeah. you've seen the movie, we've all been there. <laughs> totally. Everybody's done it. You can't You can't deny it. Everybody's done it at some point. All right. Well, me... look, wait, wait. If, yeah. you're look, if you're back there listening in that era, like I, I know it's almost just kind of like the air you breathe in indiana but what about Mellencamp, joey in particular if, if you like that you know 80s type of stuff you, you, oh yeah he's heavy yeah, in rotation yeah good yeah john yeah 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 he's definitely he's definitely in the mix no doubt i have uh, a little little bit of him little billy joel oh john we got it all nice billy joel Ooh. is my all-time favorite i'm glad you put him in there yeah, I, we got a, I got a, I got a wide, wide, wide variety on my phone. All right, favorite movies, favorite movie of all time, Trace. Um, favorite movie of all time, I think, I think it's still Infinity War. 
Wow, oh, you, my white and stuff. you put it ahead of Endgame? You like Infinity War better than Endgame? I didn't really like the character kill-off, but that's just me because I know my favorite character was Iron Man. So, uh, so that hurts. But, yeah, but just that whole series are my favorite movies. So Fair enough. And Joey? Oh, it's tough to it's tough to come to one. Um I like I love all the Marvel movies. Um remember the Titans is probably up there. Uh, yeah, Star is Born is up there. Um Wedding Crashers is a great one. Yeah, you always watch whenever that's on. Um I not say I could go all day. Anchorman. Yes. Definitely up yeah. there at the, towards the top of my list. Um, and by the way, Joey, I did notice in one of our text exchange you sent me a gif of Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. That is old that's school. A, that's another. That's a classic. That's a that was a, that was a VHS that was frequently on in the in the broadcast growing up. You're you're <laughs> a good man from a good family, Joey. <laughs> that is that is my, an influential movie in my, Ward's life. My wife, like eight years after we'd been married, we met in Bloomington. I showed her Ace Ventura for the first time, and she felt almost almost betrayed that this guy she had married it wasn't my personality but it would mostly was borrowed <laughs> from jim carrey and ace ventura it was it's just inspired ace ventura inspired your uh yeah inspired i get it i get it he's hilarious trace have you ever seen ace ventura pet detective I've not seen it. I'm not going to lie to you. No, don't lie. Hey, let, lean, lean on your upperclassman buddy, Joey. He'll show you. He'll show you when I you will. get down there. It's a good one. It's a good one. So what uh, – I, I, I'm always curious about this. What annoys you the most? What is, like, your biggest pet peeve? Joey, why don't you take that first? What is the thing that you just cannot stand the most in the world? My biggest pet peeve? Um – that's tough. I mean, is I try to I try to not let a whole lot of stuff get under my skin now because you realize life's too life's too short to get mad over over the stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there, I don't know if there's one that really just just drives me crazy. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe 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 a, maybe a loud chewer. Um, a loud chewer. Oh, I feel you on that. that you don't, yeah, those are annoying. That's top two for me, Joey. Loud chewing. If somebody, if they're just going to town on a bag of chips, that's not the, that's not the most pleasing thing to hear. The worst <laughs> is on the phone. The worst is when they do it on the phone. Yeah, you that. can't get away from it. No. Did you tell tell Romeo about that one. Uh, is Romeo a loud chewer? Oh, when we're playing Fortnite or something, he used to be so bad. He'd have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> or just anything, and I just—I'm just like, bro, you, you might. Who's better at Fortnite, you or Romeo? Uh, you can—he'll answer that for you. He knows. <laughs> All right, you're pretty—you're pretty laid back. You seem like both of you seem like yeah, guys that have a, a good perspective on life. I do want to ask you, Trace, about something specific that was not—I'm going to say that this was not the high point for Indiana University fans. But I'm going to talk uh-huh. for a second about Keon Brooks committing to Kentucky. <laughs> so, yeah. at what point in the process did you have a pretty good idea he was not coming to Indiana? Uh, honestly, what he told me, he said that he really didn't decide where he was going until like a week or so out. Did you have a feeling so, before the week out, or did you think you still had a chance? Um, I thought he still had a chance until he committed. Um, I was really optimistic about it. 
now you um, so were so were you disappointed by that by that same measure? Um, I was I was disappointed, but I wasn't mad. I was happy for him. Um, I knew he made the best decision for himself, so I couldn't be mad. It also so. I, what what most impressed me, and obviously this is the first time we have ever talked, but you can tell things about people how they act in public. The way that you and Armand both went to Keon's announcement classy. to be there, classy. For him, Regardless, and at that point, it was pretty much everybody knew he was not coming to Indiana and he was going to Kentucky. But it was such mm-hmm. a great message, I thought, to send to just everybody that, guys, this is my friend. He's making his life decisions here. Yeah, it's bigger than basketball. And many Indiana fans did not react that way. And you were vocal mm-hmm. about it on Twitter uh, as well. Did that surprise you, the the vitriol that came from some section of Indiana fans? Did it surprise you? Did it bother you? And and how have and how why did you decide to deal with it like you did? Um, I think that every fan base has their little section of people that um their little what are they called? Um, morons. Trolls. Morons. They're called morons. Trolls. Trolls, trolls. are morons. Moronic yeah. trolls. Moronic yeah. trolls. Idiots. Every Idiots. every fan base has their trolls. Um, you see them. And um, I just thought that it's really, what are we to say where he should go to school? You're, no, None of us know what he goes through. None of us knows about him. None of us knows what he likes about him. And so it's really, it was really his decision, and he made it to the best of his thoughts. And so, just I thought that that needed to be shared. And some people think that they know more about the person that made the decision. So I just thought that that wasn't okay. I agree totally with what you said. I think it's profound and mature beyond your years. But also, can you help us get all the Indiana recruits from 2020 and 2021 to come to Indiana? <laughs> can you help us Most with that? Definitely. That's the plan. I feel like some of the Indiana guards. I feel like Leal and them. I think that they'll. I think that they'll come and join us. What about Christian Lander, twenty-one? Um, I, I haven't really talked to him that much, okay. but um, he's been up there a few times. So hopefully, we can get some wins in and show him what we're really about. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you after following your careers all the way up to the point where you're about to go to Bloomington. We couldn't be more excited to have you guys on the court. And what is now the reality for us, the same after we talked to Armand, is to know that it's not just good basketball players we're getting, but good dudes, guys who are friends, guys who care about each other, who care about what their home state uh, and the game of basketball mean uh, to, to, to you guys, to all of us. We couldn't be more excited to have you down there and to be rooting not just for good basketball players on what we know is going to be an excellent basketball team this year, but but good people. And we want to thank you for, for not only sharing your basketball gifts with us in the coming years, but spending this time with us and allowing us to get to know the dudes we're rooting for. No, we appreciate we appreciate you guys having us on and getting to talk a little bit and kind of kind of express express who we are. We we love it. We love your hair game. We want you to keep that strong. Uh, Trace, I'm not sure about the frosted tips. I just want you to know I'm not. I don't know about that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an open mind. Keep in, keep in mind, he's bald. I am bald, so I don't have the ability for that. <laughs> yes, That's true. But but I like the high top. I like the high top. And Joey, you just keep rocking that mane. 
I'm just going to tell you when I did have hair, American Crew was a good pomade that I used. That was a good one. I don't know if that's... That's still what I use. Is it? <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Good luck in Bloomington. Kick ass next year. We'll be cheering for you. Most definitely. Thank Appreciate you, it, fellas. Thank you. Hey, I'm excited those guys are coming to Bloomington. Yeah, two good guys. They seem to have like... They do seem to have a much more mature perspective on life than you and I do. Oh, easily. And that's when I think the two of them paired with Armand. Yeah, they're, know, they're adults. Yeah, they're... It's. I mean, Joey's 40. Look, and this is actually something I'm seeing from pretty much all these guys we're talking to. Mick Roberts, you know, we just aired that one. And these guys, they, they have a confidence, uh, an intelligence uh, that it's it's really hard just not to like them as people. And now that we're going to get to see these guys and Armand show up on the floor next year and be like, you know what? Those dudes, those dudes are, are complete human beings. I, I feel I'm going to be that much more invested in the team knowing we've got some really good dudes out there. The best part of the interview though, is something that no one can see, which is when I asked Trace what his favorite movie was and he said it was Infinity War and you took your headphones off and stopped listening because you haven't seen Endgame so you didn't want any spoilers. No, I knew it was coming. I haven't seen Infinity War. Dude, well you can't What then, the I didn't ask you not You don't I, know what I, happens in Infinity War? No, and I and did I ask you to not did I say hey guys no spoilers? No, I know that's on me. How I, do you not know what happened in Infinity War? You've stayed away from that spoiler for over a year? Yeah, and I have not even looked at Endgame like posters or trailers just to see who's still alive. When are you going to see the movie? No, soon. Are you waiting for Endgame to come out on video now so that you can do both like double feature? Uh no, not particularly. I'll probably see Infinity War before that. Jesus. All right. Well, well I, I know I've only seen like 13 or 14 Marvel movies. Yeah, but these are the only ones that really matter. The rest just I, kind of fed into these. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you're a movie guy. Well, yeah, but I also have small children. So it's like Bo I could do it. Your oldest could do it. I mean, I just tried to take Porter to Shazam. We had to no, leave. No, no, that's... We only got halfway through Black Panther. Well, no, the, Porter's too young. I know. Bo can do him. I know, but I, like if I go to movies, generally. No, you th- just this, you do what I do. You you go to the Infinity War movie, and then when whatever the animated movie is, you just place the young kid in that theater, leave him for two hours, then come back and get him. Well, uh, this was my problem last weekend. We were in Shazam, and he couldn't handle it, so I had to go over to Ugly Dolls with him. He's five. I couldn't ditch him. You got to ditch him. <laughs> you ask the person that, next to you, can you leap. just watch my son? I'll be back in two hours. Actually, I'll be back in three hours and five minutes. Is that how long Endgame was? Yes. Wow. Uh, three hours and one minute. It was over three hours. Well, with trailers. It's The Godfather. Um, but anyway, I agree with you. These are two great guys. Uh, we apologize for any technical problems. If if you guys notice that the interview was a little um, uh, cutty at times, it's because there were some technical issues getting both of them on the phone. They're both really busy with workouts and, and Trace finishing school. Hairdos. And a lot of hair product and hair work. But it was great to talk to them. They do have a great outlook on life. And look, Joey's been through life experience. Um, just I didn't I didn't hit it right on the head, but for those of you who don't know, and I doubt that that's anybody, in Joey's freshman year at Butler, Joey's father passed away. And Joey left the team to be with his dad while he was sick and through the end of his father's life. And that is what granted what got Joey granted an extra year from the NCAA, which is why we will have the pleasure of watching him for two years instead of one. Well, and I think what what that 
tells us and also just getting to know them as human beings tells us is that when you get away from the forums and the chat rooms and the Twitter that, you know, it's it is bigger than basketball. And that's a really hard thing for an Indiana University fan to admit. And I think we will always try to remain totally irrational when it comes to what's going on onto the court. Uh, But certainly anybody out there, if you are venting uh, about frustrations or confusions of what's going on with this team in the future or in recruiting in the future, remember these are like good kids who are probably working harder than any of us to do the very best they can. And even if they aren't good kids, they're kids. Like they're just kids and life gets in the way sometimes and we just don't know what's going on with them and Joey's been through some real life experience, and he came back and kind of found where basketball fit into his life after that. I was curious to hear, because you could see somebody going through that and just going, well, basketball is just not that important. But I think what it did was he talked about how there are things that he gets to do now that his dad wishes he could have done, and that's given Joey extra motivation and extra focus. And he goes out there, he's not just playing for himself anymore. He's playing for the legacy and the memory of his father. How can you not root like hell for a kid like that and a family like that? And look, you've been super depressed this offseason. You know what I mean? Recruiting has not made you a happy man. Right. Joey's commitment was the last bit of good news we've had. You can't tell me you're leaving this conversation feeling anything but much more optimistic. I love, you're right. Right? Yes. I want, but, but that lasts for like a day or two, and then you're no, texting me about about it, like the sky is falling again. It doesn't last for a day because <laughs> it's, it's, because I carry both with me at all times. Like it's hard to explain, but like Marshall Strickland is a player that played for Indiana for four years. He had no success at Indiana University. He played for us for four years. He was there and during. He came in the same class Bracey Wright did. Bracey got to get a shot. Yeah, Mike Davis's third year. And Marshall Strickland was a really good player for Indiana University, and I loved Marshall Strickland, and the team sucked, and I was depressed about the team. I can hold both things. Where love the, I love no, the but, players. But I'm not asking you if you love the players. I'm saying I feel more optimistic about what we're going to do on the court having now talked to all three of the guys that are coming in next year. Yeah. I, sure. I, I can't say I don't, but – we we have been through 20 years of relative mediocrity. And just because we got to talk to some players doesn't make me wash all that away and go, we're going to be really good next year. I was so well, excited yeah, for I the team last year. I was so excited are, for the team last year. Are you distorting what I was, what I was saying? What? Because that's not what I was saying. I was saying I feel better. I feel more optimistic. Yeah, that's fine. I, but I, you don't. No, I feel optimistic about having those players as part of Indiana University. How it equates to wins and losses, I have no clue. It doesn't make me more optimistic. It makes me more optimistic in the regard of I look forward to watching these kids play more than I would have had we not talked to them. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely – I have a vested rooting interest knowing that we're got, we've got good guys that 
care about the game and care about playing for Indiana and seem but, to but, be doing but it. But right I like hearing Trace talk about how how much Armand has improved this year, and I like hearing Joey and Trace they're they're hanging out with some guy named Jason in Indianapolis working on their game together. I like agree. those are are and, those are more details to ideas we'd kind of already knew or heard. Yeah, but we're getting them from the people it's who great. are doing them. And remember all the reports about how Devontae Green had improved more than anyone on the team and won the gold jersey a couple weeks in a row, and that made us so optimistic. I mean, like... See, that's what you do? Yeah, that's what I do. That's I just don't... What, I, I love these kids. I love that they've chosen to come for, to Indiana. How it equates to on-the-court success, I just wait. I, I, I don't... You don't just wait. You get pessimistic. Yeah, the, I'm pessimistic the, the, based on the history. The, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's like the longer I we... I wasn't pessimistic after Crean's uh, uh, fourth year. I was gung-ho. You and I were both pessimistic after his third year. When we saw the team play in year three, we were like, this isn't going to work. No, it's true. And but then, but I'm the not talking year, about ancient history. I'm talking about ancient? what's going over over like the last couple of months and that we just needed something to put a spring in our step because it's a long way to I'm go. I'm certainly happier. I am certainly happier after talking to these guys than I was before. Yeah. Certainly. I don't equate that to wins and losses on the court yet. I am so happy Trace, Joey, and Armand decided to come to Indiana because they are good dudes, and I'm going to root for them. And if Indiana sold names on the backs of jerseys, I would buy their jerseys and wear them (laughs) proudly. But we don't do that. I'm glad we don't. Right. Um, But they're good guys. I like people that have life experience, even at a young age, like people that have been through something. I think that it's character building. I like that Joey's an adult in the room who not only has been through life experience, but is just older and uh, and and wants the opportunity to help lead, I think is, is – he didn't use the word lead, but he said help guys along like Trace. That's exciting to me because we haven't really had that. Well, okay. You talk about what could equate onto the court to more wins is they both said, like, enthusiasm, passion. And Trace straight up called out last year's team for not having enough of that. And I think we all saw that. We all commented on that. I agree with that. And that you've got a kid coming in saying, hey, we're going to bring that, that to me, that straight up And we saw it a little bit in Southport. The guy plays with an edge, Trace. He plays with emotion. I like seeing that. He he talks to his teammates. I like that. He gets into the game. Joey talks about playing with emotion. I like that they're playing one-on-one and getting into it with each other. It's, You're right. It, that, it, does, that, that does equate. As far as what was like criticism as the, the players themselves as opposed to so, – you know, the X's and O's on the court. It was like, oh, there's not like an emotional leader. There's not somebody who gets in the other guy's face. And both of these guys sort of right out of the gate told us we want to be that guy. That's fair. I I agree with you. It's sad that when you think about the team coming back next year, there's no one on the team who's that guy. Well, thank thank goodness we have those two coming in. Yes, in two years. It doesn't happen as freshmen. It can't. Joey ain't a freshman, my friend. That's fair. That's fair. Joey's not. But he's got to earn the respect of his teammates because they don't know him. They don't know him, and he's going to have a, uh, a you know, he didn't, a lot of kids that grow up in the state of Indiana, when you're a freshman, you go and you play a bunch of open gyms with the players that you're going to play with next year. Joey didn't get to do that. He was playing for Butler. So he may know some of them from being in the Indiana circuit. He's a little older than Finnessy. Devante and Al and Duran are not Indiana kids. Demisey is. Hey, Archie's really funny. Yeah, but <laughs> but you know what? Do you buy it? Because yes, because Zach told us he isn't. Zach flat out told us he isn't. We have we have we have opposing views here. 
I wonder if Zach our, said he's not fun. But what's the big difference? Zach had him as a coach, and Trace they and, were recruiting. Yeah, so what, were, if, what if Archie had to like remember the old A team? Sure. B. A. Baracus couldn't fly, so they would drug, drug him. him what if Archie has to drug like somebody? What, somebody they, drugs they, him. They get him high. Yeah, to get and, a personality and then, and then to go Archie's recruit. Really funny when he's all <laughs> to go recruit. recruiting people <laughs> because he's that's just not his. It was like MO. Cal put like an edible in his hot dog at the Southport yeah. game. I love the hair, the the third party hearsay. Until I see funny, I'm not calling him funny. I'm saying I'm more optimistic now that he's funny. But we did ask Zach the same thing. Not only did Zach say he wasn't funny, he said it was an indictment on us, but he said there's no way we could make him laugh. Well, that's... that's... I mean, you should at least laugh at us. <laughs> Look, you don't have to laugh with us, but you should at least laugh at us. And he said that he didn't hesitate. There's no chance we can make Archie Miller laugh. That's not good. People have laughed at me my whole life. That's a skill. Not yeah. laugh with, laugh at. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they are great guys. I can't, this podcast, I hope what it's done for people listening to it, honestly, I really do hope this. To your point, you go and you feel more optimistic about the season. I just feel more of a vested interest in these kids. I do. I feel like Armand is our guy. I feel like Trace and Joey, like joking around about hair and movies and food and listening to Joey talk about his dad and what the perspective that that gave him on life. There are guys in a way that many players that come through our school aren't. And so I hope people listening to our podcast get a piece of that and feel that both for players that are going to play for us and the players that we were entertained by in the past because they're kids when they play for Indiana and we forget that a lot. And then when we're able to hear like their 360 fully fleshed out personality, it well, just makes it better for me. And and I will say, kids rubs me the wrong way. I mean, these are young men. When we're talking about a maturity level, I'm not saying when I was going down to yeah, Bloomington. You were a freshman, kid. I was not a young man. But like just the, the level of of attention and. Um, but even, that doesn't make you more mature. No, 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 well, it's, it's it could it could do either. It, it could right. It could oh, hurt you or help you. Like absolutely, me, I and was that's a why kid. I'm saying all three of these guys, and Joey being you know a couple years older yeah. and having definitely gone through through more in life. I'm just like all three of these guys just like come across as as really good head on their shoulder, mature young men. And I'm sure they, you know, they play Fortnite and they have fun. But uh, so, so do guys in their 40s. Look, so, I have an 11 year old son, right? And and he's about to turn. He's going to turn 12 in a couple months. He is cl- he is much closer in age to Trace Jackson Davis than I am. Like I'm 22 years older, 23 years older than Trace Jackson. My son is six years younger than Trace Jackson Davis, and I see. I see my son with people that are a little older than him, like 15, 16, that are kids that were recruiting now. And I go, they're kids. And and so I, my my perspective on using, I don't use the word kid pejoratively. No, and I, I didn't take it that way. But but there's also something in my mind that was just like, I didn't feel like we were talking to kids. That's fair. That That's a fair point. Because I, I talk to two kids every day. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know, you bring up a good point. I I think that has more to do with who Archie is recruiting. 
right. Yeah, which is which does make me optimistic. There we go. It makes gotcha. me optimistic about the team chemistry. Yes, yes, yes. I hope all. that equates to wins. Yes, yes. I, I, but I'm, I will say there's I'm putting plenty... no qualifiers on what optimistic means exactly. Just more optimistic. All right, I I will give you that. It is a testament to the kind of players that he's bringing in. It is a joy to talk to him. You're right. They don't sound like kids. They sound like pretty well-adjusted young men. And it's going to be fun to watch them play. You know, one thing we have not done. Well, yeah. But you know what? You know one thing we have not talked about? It can't be much because we've been talking for a while. When we started this podcast, it was just you and I in your garage yelling at each other Mm -hmm. and yelling about players that made bad mistakes. Yep. I can't yell about Trace or Armand or Joey. Like, if they screw up, which they will because they're young men, not kids, but because they're freshmen or, in Joey's case, new system. I mean, you make mistakes in basketball. It it has changed my perspective on these people as people and not just athletes there for my entertainment. It has done that. It's it will be interesting to see our evolution both as as podcasters talking about Indiana basketball and as fans. You know, yeah. like like this this has all started over the last season. And, of course, we hadn't talked to Zach uh, or anybody on the team going through this season. But now there's going to be three guys in uniforms that we've had a conversation with. And I will be very curious as to how I will I will react to all of this publicly and privately. Do you know what I just realized? Mm. We've talked to the entire recruiting class of 2019-20. Oh, yeah. We got it covered, bro. That's pretty cool. It is. Uh, and we've talked to and... We've talked to one senior who left, Zach McRoberts, who graduated. And? Uh, yeah. And? I don't I don't know if when this airs, we will have talked to another senior or will be talking to another senior. It's going to be exciting whenever it happens. Uh, thanks again for sticking around. Please follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics. No vowels and hysterics. Email us at HoosierHysterics at gmail.com. Please uh, check out there's – a, there's a link on the message boards. Um, at the top of the message boards, Mike has pinned it, that if you want to go back and look at and listen to our older podcasts, it's all in one place. If you go – I think it's called Podcast Link or something like that on the message boards. Uh, thanks for sticking around with us. This was really fun. I'm going to go be optimistic after this uh, podcast. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Archie and his boys, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.